0: Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. My name is Mark Francis, and once again, the host for the episode today. We have a slew of people in the podcast room today. I'm excited to scramble to find more microphones to get everybody in here, but we have a uh, a couple of families here who have helped host Light of the Night, and we wanted to use this opportunity to share Um, Just some stories of what happens a couple weeks ago. So I'm excited to have you guys. I'm gonna look all the way down here to the audience's right. We have Scott and Sabrina Carlson. How are you guys? Doing great. Good to have you here. And then we also have Angie and Tim LeMay. How are you? Great. Good to be here. Good, well, I wanna get a chance to get to know you guys first of all, because I think I've known you for several years, maybe even plus that, but not everybody watching and listening knows who you guys are, I'm going to start with the closer people here to me. <laughs> Mr. LeMay, yes. you are actually one of our newer elders right on here. staff here at FBC. <laughs> so Angie and Tim, just explain a little bit about about how long you've been coming to church. Just give a little bit of a history of your family and uh, where you guys have been.
1: Do you want me to start?
0: Sure. You want me... okay. Go ahead.
1: We've been here 18 years. Um, we moved from... Uh, I think it was 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we knew that we wanted to come here all those years ago. Yeah. Um, so we decided to come, and we've been here ever since. We love it. We have two kids, two kids, two girls. that are twins, 27 years old, and a son, Drew, is 24. So, so
0: yeah. empty nesters. Empty nesters. Wow. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: And Tim, what um, what do you do for work? I'm an automotive technician. Automotive technician. And where do you work? I work down in Sterling. In Sterling. So you have a commute then? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably, uh, the audience can relate to you. People watching and listening do that all the time. This, But you know what? This little tip here. You can listen to our podcasts at church. That's right. And get up to speed on what's happening. So for all you commuters out there, thanks, for, wa- thanks for listening. Because mm-hmm. we have the Sermon Spotlight. We have Global Church Podcast. And we have this one. So... Mm-hmm. That's a good little tip there for all you commuters out yeah. there in the world. Um, so I gotta ask, what 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 was the behind the scenes things that went on with becoming an elder? Kind of from your perspective, what did that look like for you?
2: Um, oh, <coughs> I was surprised, <laughs> and um, we had uh, Angie and I talked about it, and we uh, she asked, you know well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And I said, I think saying no would be a step backward. Mm. And I said, saying yes, I have no idea what I'm doing. You don't know what you're getting into. <laughs> Yes, but you know what? That's what God has for all of us, right? Uh, yeah. I One little step at a time. If I, I would, I submitted myself to the interviews uh-huh.
0: and, and just thought I'm willing. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. And here we'll get a chance to hear about kind of your stories of your neighborhood and light up the night and everything. But Carlson, give us a little bit of about just a quick summary of what drew you here to town and uh, what then led you to Fellowship Bible Church.
3: All right. Um, well, we uh, we moved to uh, Virginia to the uh, the area in 2015 uh, from northwestern Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um my wife Sabrina was originally from the East Coast and I was from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And so um after I got out of the Marine Corps, we moved to uh Wisconsin and uh she she endured 28 Wisconsin winters wow. before finally convincing <laughs> yeah. me to uh to come back out on the East Coast. And mm-hmm. uh it was more work related that brought us out uh out, you know, this way. But um pretty much uh Within the first six months of being here, we got connected with FBC, and mm-hmm. we've been been coming ever since. So you said it was work related. What what job is uh, part it was of what It was more uh, the company that Sabrina works for wanted to get uh, a permanent office established out here. Mm-hmm. I was in a position where I was ready to transition uh, into kind of something different, and so it was a good time for me to, you know, be, be uh, willing and, and able to yeah. to relocate.
0: Yeah. So Sabrina, what, what about FBC drew you guys to say, this is our home church?
4: You know, I think that it was... Uh, nothing but truth that I mm-hmm. could say uh, was the draw because we we definitely were not looking for a church this size. We we just felt like it's just too big. They must be compromising on something. You can't be that big and be a church of truth. So um, when we came, um, Pastor Morrison was actually teaching uh, a, a very uh, timely message in uh the fall of 2015 Mm. and I thought we're coming back next week because nobody's going to be here. You can't, you can't preach that kind of truth and then come back and, and next week everybody be here and we so we came back to see yeah. and yeah. to hear and of course uh, you never looked back yeah. from that point. That's forward. awesome.
0: It is. Well, it's neat to see you guys get plugged in and Scott, your booming Midwest voice, I think, is <laughs> piercing through our ears right now. I love it. And if some of you guys watching and listening at home, you you have been used. Your voice has been used in a few different uh, ways a time here in yeah. the worship yeah. settings yeah. and yeah. other I'm, things I'm like I'm
3: still that. looking for that to be a career, maybe, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. in retirement, <laughs> in my retirement
4: years. <laughs>
3: well,
0: Who you knows? can certainly take over <laughs> the hosting role here anytime
4: <laughs> you want.
3: So,
0: well, just moving forward to, to here we are now, you know, a little bit of a post-COVID world where we're getting a little back to normal. And we've always heard the pastor of local outreach, Scott Santmeyer, share with us as a church of let's let's reach out into our neighborhoods let's let's look outside of our walls you know how can we uh you're gonna hear this phrase i think coming up here in the next few months how can we build bridges to our neighborhoods and our local communities for the purpose of sharing the gospel to people so when you guys heard of this idea of light up the night what did it what kind of stood out to you and what drew you to say yeah that's something that I want to do? Angie?
1: Um I, well I grew up um in in the church and Halloween was not celebrated. Um Me too. And, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. and I think a lot of people feel that way. Um but this this Scott's idea of Taking the, an opportunity where people literally come to your door, mm-hmm. um, knock on your door, you know, will come into your house if you let them come into your house. It's the one time a year that you don't have to go out. People come to you. Um, and just to be able to show them love, mm-hmm. um, to show them something different um, and um, to share the gospel. Um, the gospel is printed on the little card that we give out. It also invites them to follow the star on the other side. Hmm. And every year that we've done it, um, not only is it have we built and it's gotten bigger, but we've met more people. and And we can see that we're literally, especially this year, um, we we definitely met a need in our neighborhood hmm.
0: this yeah. year. Again, that's why I kind of say post COVID. Just cause, yes, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's like I, I think there is this. Inward focus of people who are saying, "Let's not go out, and we don't want to spread things, and we don't want to interact with too many people." But all of a sudden, families Girls are, are out. They're, mm-hmm. they're out, and we're out. out in force this year. <laughs> out in force this year, yeah, yeah. So it was. If you look back and you remember, it was a little drizzly that night, right? And mm-hmm. you're saying people were out and about. So where where do you guys live, and what what drew people to your area?
1: We live in a large neighborhood in Stephen City, Old Dominion Greens, and we back to several other large neighborhoods. And so it's not uncommon to get people from other neighborhoods. You know, they just Mm. make their rounds. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: You've to stockpile that candy.
1: Yes. Yes. yeah, (laughs) they do. Yeah, they Mm -hmm. do. um, But we've noticed um, people come and stay. So there are families that start at our house, stay Mm. for about an hour, do their trick or treating and then come back. And then come back. Yes. Cool. So yeah, it's 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 been a great experience. And Tim and I even noticed this year in our neighborhood, um, the tr- typical Halloween was in a couple of the cu- the cul de sacs, and it was.
2: Mm. It was scary.
1: Very dark, very yeah. scary.
2: Yeah, I um, was scared. Yeah. Yeah,
1: there were a couple of cul de sacs that Halloween. were rough. That is that is not. That a were, thing. Yeah, that no. were very scary. Where yeah. kids probably couldn't go down mm. those streets wow. and. Um, that was a comment. We got a lot.
0: Like, wow.
1: It is so different here. Yeah. Your house is so different.
0: That's cool. That's what people well, kept yes, saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's, Let's tell hold you that why. thought for a little bit because I want to hear about what makes it different. But Carlson's what um, what drew you into
3: light of the night? So we had uh, participated, I think, uh, one or two years uh, with a community group that we were in. Actually, it was uh, Uh, Greg Perkins and the Perkins family Mm -hmm. um, when uh, they were living in uh, Stephen City Mm -hmm. area and uh, we were part of their community group and so we helped out with Light Up the Night. Um, Prior uh, to uh, moving into an established neighborhood in the Winchester area uh, two years ago uh, we were living out in Warren County and Mm -hmm. so we fairly rural and so we never had any trick-or-treaters or anybody come by our house uh, the entire time we live there at, at <laughs> yeah. uh, Halloween. So yeah. so we never hosted before. And then uh, two years ago, we moved into Stonebrook Farms, which is just off of Jones Road. Yeah. Okay. And of course, COVID was, was happening. And so um, there really was not much activity, uh, at that time. But this year we decided, you know, let's, uh, when we host a community group there and, uh, we, we decided that we would, uh, mm. give it a try and, and host one this year.
0: Yeah. I'm curious, does it take any kind of promotion? I mean, you guys aren't sharing with the neighbor. This is what we're going to do, no. right? No, 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 no.
4: Somebody in our group put it on the Stonebrook Uh, facebook page okay so we thought that was but that was the extent of what we did but
0: when people are you know getting out of their cars and walking around the neighborhood what i mean anybody can share this but what do you guys do to make it stand out what (laughs) what is what is brighter what is the light of the night look like for for you guys
4: well we had a bounce house (laughs) So (laughs) there was no hiding it. (laughs) It was there. Um, And we had put one of the signs that the church provides. We had put in our yard, you know, a few days earlier announcing it. And then um, we had um, a little campfire going. We had Mm -hmm. up a couple tents because it was raining. Mm -hmm. So... um, yeah. I'd, and we did it you know, close to the road where some of some of the driveways are longer, but we decided yeah. to be very close to the road. So that's that a great idea. Mm-hmm.
0: Because I'll be honest with you, I've done it a couple times. My house has a big sloping front yard, mm-hmm. so we had to have signs that would draw people to the backyard. And mm-hmm. it probably wasn't as successful mm-hmm. as one year were sure. just like we're just prop up right on the sidewalk. Don't have mm-hmm. people go up the hill <laughs> and just right. be right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what, what makes you all stand out? Managing, we <laughs> use uh floodlights, like okay. you can
2: literally see our house in other places in our neighborhood. Literally, lights. Yeah. We literally had lights. one year, um, Halloween got rained out, mm-hmm. and we were set up, so we decided we're gonna leave it set up and we're gonna do it the next night. And if people show, they show, if uh-huh. you don't, they don't. Uh huh. And one, uh, it was uh, two families. Mm-hmm. They left Cantor Estates, came to our neighborhood, and somehow in the neighborhood, they saw our lights lit up, mm-hmm. and they followed the light. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so to, we could see the light. Kind of like up. follow the, the star. star. Yes. yes. Yeah. And they said, we turned the corner, and there was your house all lit up. Wow. And well,
0: Definitely different than what you're saying, the scary things around oh,
2: yeah. the corner. Yeah. We're, we're well lit. Yes. We yeah. take
0: light seriously. Yeah. 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 So what kind of candy do you guys give out?
4: We made little bags. We thought, rather than just having big tubs of candy, we wanted to make sure they got the follow the star invite if it was the, good the church had provided. So we made little bags with candy mm-hmm. and a few other things and the invite um, oh, that we handed out the bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Hmm. That's cool. I bet you guys. We we do. Uh, we have like six different games, and you win a piece of candy oh. every time you play a game. Oh, makes you stick true. around and you can get more candy it's every <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times you play you play it you get a, a piece of candy um Oops. sue sanford um brought yard dice mm-hmm. and the kids played a yahtzee game for the big bars oh yeah you
3: okay.
2: would you would guarantee a little one but if you got a yacht i uh, was a, a flush or a full house. Yeah. You got a big bar. <laughs> oh,
3: yes.
2: that's keep them around no, for were, they, that
3: was a yeah. hot game. So. we didn't we didn't have any big bars at, <laughs> I, I, I at, right. at ours, But there was somebody that posted on the uh, Stonebrook uh, Facebook page that they were giving out full size candy bars. So uh-huh. I don't know, so next, we next may year up maybe So, so yeah. you
0: gotta raise the bar if you yeah, mean, yeah. but no yeah. pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's obviously the fun for the kids. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're not in it just To create fun uh, this idea of lighting up the night for a reason as opposed Mm -hmm. to the darkness is a thing too so when you're entertaining the kids because it's a kids night with trick-or-treating what's happening with the adults and the parents who are maybe a lot of times behind the scenes just waiting for the kid to run up to the door get their kid and come back Mm -hmm. how do you engage the the parents and the families who are entering your yard
1: well, we've been there five years in this in our current neighborhood, and so we're starting to you know recognize people even from other neighborhoods that you know have come back. But either Tim or I are out front, um, and we ask you know is this your first time? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times they come up and they look scared, mm-hmm. like you know what are you doing?
0: Like it's a big party, am I invited here? Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So we just to explain what we're doing. You know, hot chocolate, hot cider, s'mores, hot dogs you know, candy um, games, but um, so if they say yes, if we recognize them, usually we just engage in conversation. But this year, we had a lot of new people. Um, And so we explained why we're doing it. Um, And we had um, some new neighbors moved in down or moving in down the street and decided to trick or treat in our neighborhood because Mm. their house is closing next week. And it was a young couple with a little girl. And she said to me over and over again, I do not understand why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. I have, I, this is, you know, it just blew her mind.
0: So role play with me, pretend like I'm a neighbor that and pops, mm-hmm. pops up and you don't know me at all. You said you explain why you do it. So yes. I'm like, so what are you doing here? Why are you doing this? Give yes. me your answer.
1: So I just shared with her that this, you know, this is our home. Um, a lot of the people here are from our church. These are our friends that are helping us do this. And we're just here to show you that we love you and um, and to invite you to our church and to invite you to follow the star um, and that we're here if you need us for anything. Um, so I was able to talk to her for a long time.
0: Hmm. What's the reaction when they hear something like that?
1: She was overwhelmed. Huh. Yeah, a young couple. I would say they're probably late 20s,
0: mm-hmm.
1: little girls, about three years old, just in shock that yeah. somebody would actually do what we were doing for them.
0: That's cool. Yeah. And so you're engaging them also with follow the star. Yes. Which is just another easy opportunity for somebody to then see Christ. Right. And hear the gospel message. Right. Of that. Yeah. What about you guys? Like, so when people are coming up to your front yard, <laughs> what, what, how, do you, how do you engage those adults?
4: You know, kids help to engage adults. When you start engaging with the kids and talk about the costumes mm-hmm. and compliment the mom on the costumes right. and things like that, so it, being our first year, we definitely we're learning from from you guys <laughs> that you know they're um, how to how to make that more clear engagement. We kind of took the hello neighbor approach Mm -hmm. because we really hadn't been able to do much for the whole time that we've lived in the neighborhood there has not really been much Mm -hmm. because of the two years that we've been there the time frame so it was we want to meet our neighbors we want to make a place where neighbors can come and people came and stayed for we had cornhole and Mm -hmm. some different games going on and they would stay and adults were talking with adults it was fun to look at our yard and see our neighbors just engaging and talking with one another, like, yeah. oh, that's where you live? Oh, okay, well, I just moved in. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we found out that there were a lot of fellow FBCers in our neighborhood that we hadn't yeah. ever yeah. met. I have never met, and, yeah, uh, exactly. Which, I mean, go figure. Uh, but it was a fun <laughs> way to um, just Meet the families. You know, we felt like the, There was the Viking family came up, and they were they were great. They were I can't remember <laughs> their names at the, the moment. They will come like, to me. They were
0: dressed up like Viking. Oh yes, yeah. they were, and uh-huh. and it was
4: great. They were a ton of fun, and um, then people came back again. You, know, they went mm-hmm. and did other houses, and then came back because you know Valentine's house doesn't go anywhere, and it's right. uh, you know, the kids you know enjoying <laughs> that. So for us, I think we really use the kids as an engagement to talk to adults, and in one of the last groups that came through it was definitely on a different street, people we probably would have never met, mm-hmm. and um, that they, they, they don't attend our church, and it was just really fun to... Um, she's like, this is so great. This is so. I, my mom used to do this when I was a kid, and it's just so awesome that mm-hmm. you guys are doing this. And we we need to make it bigger, you know. She she would do things and, and invite you know the firemen to come, and, and the trucks were here, so then the kids would come. So she was giving me ideas on how to let's yeah. do this bigger, and but let's do it again. So and it was. I think we did a. We had a lot of adults there too so we each you know would take a you know different turns meeting people and, you know.
3: and Did you say it was part of your community group so you had yes. people in your group mm-hmm. kind of help out And then we also had uh, our daughter Hannah mm-hmm. and son-in-law Caleb mm-hmm. uh, Pearson mm-hmm. uh, were were there and it was kind of neat because Caleb was able to interact with some of the parents that had youth age kids Mm -hmm. and so you know they were asking him questions about Mm -hmm. uh, about that so it was really a Mm -hmm. uh, a good a good experience for them to kind of get exposure to what FBC you know or uh, does for the youth yeah
0: and And like you said, I mean, your neighborhood is really close to church. Mm -hmm. And so people are going to be driving by church all the time. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Follow the Star that's going to be on campus at church again this year. Mm -hmm. So were you guys giving out cards for that? And And And
4: we actually somebody asked me, um, so what church? What church do you go to? Because I need to get in a church. And Hmm. we really hadn't made it extremely obvious that we were church related, but I mean, it was just a, a covert, I mean, a non-covert, right. what church do you go to? Mm-hmm. I'd like to come. So mm-hmm. that was kind of We did um, get some fun. of that this year. Yes. Yeah.
0: So yeah. what was the most impactful thing to you guys? Because I know, Lemay's, you've been doing it for a few years. Mm-hmm. Carl, since you said this is your first year, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what, what impact did, did you see, even just personally, um, but then to your community? We, uh, several
2: things. Some of our old neighbors from our old neighborhood, when, when we, uh, we were like at the back and there were very few lights on and mm-hmm. it got to be where people counted on us being there <laughs> and they would make their way all the way back there. And this guy this year, he was like, you're from Lakeside. You do, you did this at Lakeside. I was like, well, you know what to do, <laughs> and I gave him the i i I always um I meet the adults out at the curb. They kind of hover around out there if yep. they're shy, sure. And I let Angie and them talk to them, the braver ones, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. give uh, each of them a uh, invitation to follow the star. Mm-hmm. And um, so I gave him the invitation, and uh, then we had I had several people that like follow the star but they don't know when it is going to be and we're like a guaranteed way you show up you're going to get invited Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then i had a ton of new people that had never even heard of it Mm -hmm. and just i mean it's they're right there they're not going to tell me no right Mm -hmm. and at least they're polite enough to take it i just i'm hoping that they if they come to follow the star they will hear the full gospel sure Mm -hmm.
0: from start to finish yep Mm -hmm. and that you know And it goes back to like what you said earlier, people are coming to your door. Yes, mm-hmm. Pe- you know you're not chasing them. Nope. They're coming, and they're excited to be there. It breaks down a lot of walls. It breaks down mm-hmm. a lot of barriers, and you're engaging with their families and their kids, and they can see, okay, you're normal people. Like, yep. you know, just I was a pirate. You were pi- okay. You're not a pirate. totally normal, but yes, they're
1: pirates.
2: It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not a far Halloween cry night. from automotive
0: technician to pirate. It's pretty easy. Right? It's an easy transition. Yeah. to Go right back. But they're coming to. They're coming to your door. They're coming to yes. your yard and you are just being a light yes and trying the neighborhood. to yeah
2: mm-hmm. any any kind of connection that we can make mm-hmm. any kind of uh,
0: we had a lot of people that go every year um just it's exciting yeah carlson's how about you what what kind of moments stood out to you guys either personally or uh through any neighborhood interactions you've already, you've already shared a few things but kind of what what else is coming to mind
3: I think just getting an opportunity to meet people in our neighborhood. Um, I think the last two years, a lot of people, a lot of people have moved into our neighborhood Mm -hmm. um, that we don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so I think being able to meet people in a non-threatening environment, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I think that's the big thing. We weren't advertising anything, you know, other than come and, uh, you know, have a good time yeah and uh um so i think that was a big thing i, I and and starting to open the door to you know possibly starting you know relationships yeah mm-hmm. because i think that's what really is going to open the door for further conversation and, and i think
0: inviting. that's that's key Re- mm-hmm. the relational component right. of this and yeah. here at church over the last well Forever, there's this discipleship idea, mm-hmm. and we think of discipleship in terms of uh, believer on believer. Let me let's work together and study God's word and talk about life. Right. But there is the discipleship component that can be and should be outreach oriented. Mm-hmm. That should be evangelistic oriented. There's a relationship, so we call it relational discipleship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a relational component of meeting people where they are having a good time mm-hmm. hanging out and talking in the front yard is a form of discipleship because you have this mental perspective of mm-hmm. yes I'm having these conversations for the hope of you coming to know the Lord mm-hmm. right and that is discipleship the beginning stages of it mm-hmm. and it's, it's building those relationships yeah. we're going to be I'll get off my soapbox here for a second, but <laughs> the, the, the the series that we're in right now, the book of Acts, mm-hmm. there is continual signs of what that looks like to build relationships for the purpose of proclaiming Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, coming up, I'll, I'll just plug it already, because starting next year, starting in January, we're going to have a family ministry focus that is going to be um, called Building Bridges. Mm-hmm. So visualize that of what you guys are going through of building bridges, intentional outreach where we work, live, and play. And and if there is something to that where we can be intentional with that mentality, mm-hmm. I think we're gonna start winning more people over to Christ than we can even imagine because mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is doing that work, not us. Right. So so I I my really my final question here for you guys is what you know, what can you see down the road? And if if you see this movement here at our church of outreach and building bridges, it might seem scary. You know, it might seem, well, I don't think I can do that. You know, I mean, hot dogs and bounce houses and there's a lot going on. But I, I might be able to pull that off. But I certainly couldn't have a conversation. You know, I certainly couldn't do something like that. How do you what's the call to action here for thus watching and listening to this conversation to say, take the next step. You know, how, what would you encourage people to, to think about, pray about and do when it comes to this building bridges in your neighborhood?
3: I think um, one of the things that uh, one of our neighbors, um, uh, I've had an opportunity to meet uh, him and talk with him, you know, just in the backyard you know uh, a number of times um last fall he had a heart attack mm-hmm. and uh was out for um uh, kind of auto commission for several weeks and i mowed their yard for i don't know probably a month mm-hmm. because he wasn't able to to do that um but anyway he was he was by himself uh, on on uh, halloween night and he came over and stood in the driveway and just talked with people there Mm -hmm. uh pretty much the entire evening Mm -hmm. we weren't preaching the gospel to them we weren't we were just talking Mm -hmm. being friends uh establishing and, and growing that relationship and I think that's what you know that's where it all starts I don't I, I think mm-hmm. I think the Holy Spirit will open up that opportunity yes. mm-hmm. when, yes, when it's right uh, and the timing is right mm-hmm. you know to have that conversation so I don't feel stressed like I have to prepare mm-hmm. yep. a sermon or you know uh, go out and actively witness mm-hmm. I'm, I'm building relationships yeah. and that's mm-hmm. what, what I'm you know yeah the Holy Spirit is right. key Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um, you don't have to feel like you're
0: preparing a sermon. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just doing one little thing in that moment when mm-hmm. you're called to do it. Yeah. And and our antennas should be up.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, our, our sensitivity to the Holy Spirit leading us in those right. conversations to say, well, is this a time where maybe I can ask a question of how do you see God in this? Or have you ever thought about what the Bible might say. I mean, there's all kinds of, I think, leading questions that mm-hmm. if we're prepared mentally for it, mm-hmm. that, that yes, this is a relationship for the purpose of witnessing, for the purpose of sharing Christ with somebody, um, I think we'll be more inclined to to use the words that God has us use instead of shy away.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and, and also actively listening, because mm-hmm. they may ask something, you know, and, and that prompts you know, kind of a response that maybe we'll start engaging, mm-hmm. you know, further conversations. So yeah. I think that's as important as, you know, the Holy Spirit's leading, but also listening to what they're asking, you know, and and then allowing the Holy Spirit to, you know, yeah. to work through you. I need I need
0: help in that. I mean, it's it's sometimes it's scary. I'm mm-hmm. naturally I'm an introvert, whether you believe that or not. You'll see me on stage. You'll see me here talking, but I don't like to pursue people for the purpose of any conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's really a work of God for Him to use me in those conversations. Right. So it is scary for me. And I I get that, but that's why we're here on this earth and we're here to proclaim christ and to point people to him so uh tim i'll leave you with last words here kind of uh, going back to the heart of this why you know why are we doing light at the nights why are we here to <laughs> build these bridges and uh you know what are your thoughts
2: uh,
0: well
2: um ultimately i want to see people get saved mm. uh, I, i'm like you i don't it's not natural for me to like uh, to pursue a conversation, or and when uh, this presented itself, I thought, you know, I can do, I can do all these things. I can set up the games, I can um, just let people come. And at first, it was hard for me to even hand them a pamphlet. Mm. So I struggled. Mm. It didn't go smoothly. It was, <laughs> uh, and I didn't get that many handed out. Uh, the first few years, um, I just kept at it, and then um, it finally—it just clicked. One evening, I was—I mm. was doing it, and I—it was really awkward and clumsy. And then I just went to somebody and said, "Hey, did you get one of our flyers?" No. And I, oh well, here. And then I just literally just started sharing with them mm. the um, all the information about Fall of the Star. Mm. I want to see people get saved. I want them to hear the gospel. Mm and it's, it's very hard and this is very natural, mm-hmm. very easy. Mm-hmm. And they, I don't know how many people they bring with them. So I'm hoping to, to reach that person and that they take it and get their friends and family and that they come.
0: Mm-hmm little baby seeds here and there. Yes, I'm scattering seeds yep. and I'm just waiting that God grants the increase. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you never know what part of the growth process is that seed going to be? And no, I don't. You well, might be we'll able be to... be faithful in sowing it. Exactly. Might, might be able to one day see the end result at, at light of the night, but if not, you're just getting it out there and building relationships. Yes. So, mm-hmm. thank you guys for at least sharing your stories. You know, it's encouraging sure. to to know, okay, this is what God is doing in our neighborhoods and through people here at our church. And um, it's motivating to say, wow, that's something maybe I can do next year, but you don't have to wait till next year. I'm I'm 100 percent sure you're going to be challenged as a church coming up in this next focus, the beginning of 2023. Lord willing, as we pursue and, and go down this path of the book series of studying of Acts. You're going to hear this idea of building bridges. And there's going to be some calls to action, but it starts with prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it starts with just, uh, God, help me. And, um, and so, how can we be mindful of, of what we're here to do um, while we're on this earth? And so, mm-hmm. Scott, Sabrina, Angie, Tim. Thank you guys so much. You're welcome. And, um, Thank you. I'm looking forward to maybe see what is bigger and better next year. <laughs> Check back in with you guys. That's right. That's right. And have even more stories now that you're setting the bars out <laughs> yes. there for lighting up the night. Well, thanks for being so much a part of the podcast, everybody. And continue to share your thoughts and feedback, writing questions. Let us know what stories you want to hear. Continue to share this podcast with your friends, others here at church, um, and uh, just you can find us on any platform. So pretty easy that way. YouTube is always a good option as well. So until we chat again, let's let Christ be the focus of our lives each and every day.